how can I create projects with an impact, social, economical, cultural impacts that are also beautiful, aesthetic objects. And that's a very a strong focus in the studio. Welcome to the 21st Century Design Podcast. My name is Rodrigo Bautista. This is a research podcast by Jan Laysens and myself, in which we interview designers, tech experts, writers, academics, and activists on the future of design. Hello, Jorge. We are very happy to have you here uh, in 21st Century Design podcast. Thanks for the in invitation. Yeah, no, thank you very much for, for coming and joining us. So if you could introduce yourself, uh, just tell us a little bit about your uh, current position. Great. I'm an industrial designer. I run my own studio here in Monterrey, Mexico. We create products that bring design into daily routines. We like to combine cultural factors that are very important here in Mexico with technology uh, and just try to create memorable experiences for all users through products, through a strategic consultancy maybe for companies or furniture or, or whatever, right? We like to work on a very broad, uh, uh, broad variety of projects. Cool. Let's start from the beginning. And as you know, we have five questions and the five design questions, how would you define design? And what does design mean to you? I am a very, uh, I'm very geek in a sense. So some of my answers are gonna be very textbook answers. I really do believe that design is this uh, strategic problem-solving process. Um, I'm not in any way against uh, design-solving an aesthetic issue, but I'm much more inclined in my work uh, to to projects that are innovative and business-oriented, and of course, create a positive experience and memorable moment for, for, for the people that are interacting with it. Um, I mean, as, as John Maeda said in his last Design Tech report, design isn't just about beauty, it's about market relevance and meaningful results. And I'd like to focus a lot in that market relevance point because that's really what defines uh, if a project has uh, transcends in time or not, right? If something happened with it uh, for our clients, we always work with clients. And I, I always try to, uh, to print in our projects that we always think of design beyond the object. We like to think, uh, I like to think that uh, design is about creating connections, it's about working with your context, it's about creating coherent answers to our environment. It's also coming from Mexico. You know that here is very important in a way that there's this identity uh, in maybe in a more subtle way. We don't want to fall into cliches, but it is relevant that our products have a certain uh, subtle identity in them, that they tell a story of the time that we live in. And through design, we can in some way uh, keep our culture through the objects we create and add this value to our um, industrial capacity in a way. We know Mexico is an industrial economy, country. So we want to bring industrial design as a value to this industrial 
economy. The question number two, which is about the definition and function of design and how it has changed over the years. And design in the past uh, was probably after the Second World War with the baby boomer generation and in industrialized economies in the 50s and part of the Western world was very focused on product. And um, probably 1950s until late 80s very focused on, on products and, and the next version of a product in order to create uh, revenue for, for the organization. So from, from that kind of moment in the past to then an evolution for in the 90s, probably starting with all the service design thinking and on all the IDEO arrival uh, and this kind of thinking about the whole experience of your, your product and thinking more like an ecosystem. and to what it is probably what I see that is happening now with where you have like design used as a platform and design enables other uh, citizens, other business models, like examples, uh, this could be from um, Airbnb, Kickstarter, organizations started by designers that actually promote other designers to, to have an impact. The role of design in the past decades, what is happening now and what is going to be in the future what do you think are the how the definition has changed how the function has changed yes um, i think that in general design is no longer about doing and much more about questioning with this we are not not only creating new systems services and experiences but we're also questioning them and questioning them from different angles as uh, as i was talking earlier i mean we need to question design from a market sense but we also need to question how the system services experiences are influencing our society, our environment, and, and how the role of design is going to eventually evolve into, into our, this greater impact um, beyond objects, of course. I think that design has and can still be an alternative, a more optimistic way of looking at problems as opportunities. And as that, in this moment, jumping to further ahead, I think that in this moment, design is in a, in a point of combustion. It has become this fuel for innovation and a fuel for disruption in, in across many platforms. We, we see how design is igniting startups, but it's also igniting all companies that we can perceive as the establishment, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. But things are happening inside, within the walls of those companies, through their uh, innovation labs, through their innovation initiatives, through their design thinking-oriented department, if you want to call it that way. We're seeing how things are starting through design, but things are also changing within all companies through design. There's, there's this point where we can no longer define what design is. I teach a design business class in 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 school in Serin, a design school here in Monterrey. And at one point of the semester, I had to ask my students, "So you're designers? How are you going to compete with the non-designers that have done that, that are now doing design thinking? And sometimes even better than designers because they are combining even a, a different background with these tools. Because I believe that design thinking is a tool." For, for creating new solutions, right? I, I, I believe that this this uh, blurring of I am this, you're that, I am a designer, you're not, you're an engineer, 
this this is um, this is part of this combustion moment of designing how it's influencing companies, society, etc. I mean, we can appreciate this with business or engineering schools having design programs for non-designers, like the D school at Stanford, that I think is probably the most uh, famous, of course, or or even non-design departments being the best source for breakthrough creativity, like the MIT Media Lab. I think these are just maybe two very clear examples of how the term design is being blurred. Let's say, having that in mind, what do you think is the biggest contribution that design can make to humanity? What do you think is the main problem designers should attempt to solve in this century? And I know this is a huge question, but it's part of also like kind of thinking big uh, about these different issues and, and the capabilities of this. I believe that empathy is the biggest contribution that design can do to, to humanity. Uh, why empathy? Because I believe that user-centered design methodologies, this is a huge contribution. Of course, we can talk a lot about the humanitarian projects they've done with using this kind of methodology. But in my work, I mean, I believe that we can have a social impact uh, and a very big social and economic impact here in Mexico using this kind of methodologies with projects that through it can bring benefits to everyday experiences of people here. I, when I'm trying to pitch my projects or trying to, to close a deal, uh, one of my strongest arguments is that design shouldn't only be luxury. When we talk about talking about different points, different parts of the world. So maybe in London, a nice bus stop for public transportation, a well-designed, functional, greatest commodity, solves all the problems that need to be solved by a bus stop. It's, it's an everyday thing. They don't even think about it. In Mexico, it's a luxury maybe to have, in some places, a proper bus stop where people don't get wet, where people are not... The problem is nobody the uses them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a big, that, even that bigger problem. <laughs> Public transportation in Mexico is even a bigger problem. Yeah. But my point is, such simple things in other places are... We, we really have to strive to achieve this point of design being proper, good design for people being part of everyday life here in Mexico. Uh, and this is interesting because that makes me think like one of the main interesting questions to, to, to explore in Mexico, like a meta question could be how, how design can provide more uh, better distribution of wealth. Why it means design for creating social equality in Mexico given the highest rate of, of um, uh, a population that it, it has very low access to income. And I think this question is, is quite interesting because also that make, makes me think, and I think partially you started to answer it with the point about empathy, but the next question number four is what skills are essential in the 21st century for having positive impact? I think the first, I think first before thinking what skill you have to develop, you have to think about where are you gonna be uh, working or, or where are you going to focus your, your energy and your work? Uh, for example, again, uh, going back to, to John Maeda, one of the, the uh, uh, figure that I follow constantly, um, in his last tech report, he was talking about three kinds of design. There will continue to be the need for classical design. So it's more craft-oriented. It's more uh, about the product, about the experience also, transcending. But if we talk about a business sense, there's the importance of design thinking, 
and how to execute this innovation process into something that that goes in relation with with empathy and everything that we were talking about, right? The third kind is talking about technology and how the designer relates with technology or how the designer works with all the emerging trends and technologies that are coming through because again, things that we can actually uh, use and everyday technology is faster every day, there's more things coming up. And if there's no people with the skills of grabbing these uh, meteors of, of new ideas and putting them down on products, everyday products, then we're gonna be losing a lot of energy there. So I think that more than skills, we need to exercise the uh, identifying where are we going to be working as designers in the future. So let's go to the final question. The final question is, what are your favorite design example stories? Why? Tell us a little bit if you have design heroes, who are those? Why? If you don't, if you hate the design hero turn, also tell us why. I mean, you know my background, you know that besides the studio, I've run a, a design blog for almost eight years now, designaholic.mx. So I'm a, a self-proclaimed geek of design. So trying to pick one favorite design example is very complicated. I think of one project that I really, really like, and it's Project Masiluleke by Frog Design. I'm sure you've heard of this project. It's... Uh, for South Africa, project for helping with the aid prob uh, problem in South Africa. It uses human-centered design. It uses uh, emerging technologies. Well, in that case, it was texting or understanding what are the available technologies in one place, which is in that case was texting. And also really understanding what is the problem. I mean, how the social, how society was functioning and how that society behavior was affecting the fight against AIDS epidemic and how this mobile technology can help to, to solve those problems of awareness, of education, and also, uh, most of all, encouraging people to get in treatment and testing for, for this healthcare solution, right? I really think that's a good example of the impact design can have. And I mean, if we were gonna if we were gonna talk about design heroes, I have to go back to a to, massive list. <laughs> to a massive list, of course. I am in love with Ettore Sotsas and all his uh, design ethos and his work and and the poetry of I think he's he's what I like to call like a design poet in a matter. And yeah, I mean, I think that can be a a design hero. I also really enjoy. I, I also really admire the the idea that he was designing almost until his last breath. Hope that I can replicate that story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, again, I gave you the romantic answer, and I love the stories. You know, the almost uh, the story of Bernard Panton developed, taking ten years to develop his famous the first plastic cantilever chair. I mean, what a story, you know? Or Charlton Reigns and moving to California and doing everything to develop the Bentwood uh, system and their relationship with Herman Miller and their influence with the baby boomers consuming and the new home. All these, all these stories were the Bauhaus, how they were trying to create a new aesthetic for a new society of a new Europe post-World War I. I mean, all these uh, stories 
So it's very hard to isolate something and say, this is amazing, this is how it should be. Um, talking about uh, your, what you were saying about the rocksters and the design celebrities, different contexts, different necessities from a designer. The economy for beautiful objects is still there. So we're still gonna have designers that are focusing on that. I don't see that, I mean, I don't satanize it. Um, I, I, I love that romantic side of design. I love the work of uh, Jasper Morrison or Naoto Fukasawa. I mean, for the, they will always be idols for me, but that's not necessarily my reality. How can I create projects with an impact, social, economical, cultural impact that are also beautiful, aesthetic objects? And that's a very a strong focus in the studio. That's why we're doing all these projects that I told you with. Coca-Cola and trying to have yeah. a chair in a thousand, uh, have, trying to have our furniture in thousands of street food uh, restaurants in Mexico, but we're also exhibiting in the Milan Furniture Fair. Yeah, there's a point there about democratization of design that is well landed. Well, we have to cut it now. I'm sorry about that, but it's always about time for us when we are starting a good conversation that Joe <laughs> <laughs> is about. But, well, thank you very much, Jorge, for joining us. Uh, we are very happy to have you here. Just final, final question in one word, if you can say, or one sentence, Max, why do you love design? Uh, I love design because it has no limits. 21st Century Design is a research podcast by Engage by Design and Regenerative Design. Thanks for listening to this episode, and if you want to hear more, head over to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe to the podcast. You can suggest who we should interview next, write and leave a comment on our site, 21stCenturyDesign.org. See you next time. <laughs>